What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hello, welcome to the 10th episode of Tag Talk. My name is Kylie, this is Haley, and we have a special episode planned for you. It's our 10th episode. We got some fun things to talk about. We got some um, viewer questions that we're going to answer. It's just a fun, carefree episode. So before, you know, we begin, I have to ask Haley, what happened to your Monsters, Inc. mug? Um, you know, I've retired that mug, to be honest. <laughs> I almost broke it the last time that we filmed with it. It's just too heavy. And it's a lot to bring, like, in and out of screen. It's so distracting. So, we got this today. I'm sipping on a chai latte. Listen, every time Haley drinks these chai lattes, she goes off the rails. So that's how you know Tag Talk 10 is going to be memorable. I have no energy. I stayed up and watched GCW and JCW last night. I'm tired. <laughs> Well, we're definitely we're definitely going to talk about those, but I think the big news of the week in tag team wrestling is the AW's trios tournament bracket that got released. And I have a lot of thoughts about this bracket, a lot of, you know, interesting matchups, some missed opportunities, but I think the big talking point is that the Young Bucks are going into the trios tournament without a third partner. Yeah. Uh yeah, we saw on dynamite that the bucks had gone to speak to hangman and to kind of just apologize well matt was apologizing and it was very heartfelt i was crying i think kylie was crying like i was like oh finally like they're gonna reunite he's gonna be their partner and then hangman's like uh i'm sorry i like i knew you were gonna do this um i'm sorry but like i can't be your partner Like, I'm not going to be in the tournament at all. I'm going to be in the Dark Order's corner because they were there for me when I won the title. And I want to be there for them. So, like, I can't be your partner. I'm sorry. (laughs) Which is interesting because, you know, of course, that, you know, a lot of people are speculating that Kenny Omega is going to be the mystery partner. And, you know, they could have a bunch of other people. There's other people the Young Bucks are connected to. 
But I don't know. I just feel like AEW doesn't have a history of teasing something and then just being like, haha, gotcha. Here's something that's also cool, but not what you've wanted for like the last two months. So yeah. I don't know. I think they'll find a way to get Hangman in there somehow. I think it's Hangman too. And I was I was thinking about it and I was like, this kind of all, not started, but um, Matt Hardy, and we've talked about it on a past episode, I kind of alluded to it, um, had sent the text to Matt Jackson from Hangman's phone. Um, so I'm wondering, like, while he's on his little, like, apology tour, <laughs> if, like, maybe on BTE we'll see him speak to Hangman and be like, hey, listen, like, you know, and maybe, I don't know. I think we do get Hangman somehow, some way. Maybe the Dark Order is, like, pushing him. I don't know. That's what I'm thinking, too. I'm really wondering if, um, and we I told you about this. I'm wondering if the Young Bucks are going to show up to the Trios tournament and they're going to be like, we have no one. Because (laughs) they're they're going to be alone. Well, because they've been alone this entire time, and like no. all their friends came back, Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly, and they immediately like ditched them. They were like, mm-hmm. bye. So I'm wondering if the Young Bucks are going to be like, we have no one. We have to forfeit the tournament. Hang me so up. Sad. <laughs> it's, it's an interesting like role reversal, though, because when the Young Bucks took in Hangman into the Bullet Club and Ring of Honor, he was the lonely dude. Yeah. And now it's like the Young Bucks have no one. Like they've burned all these bridges and. You know, their friends are out, they're injured, they're off doing other things. All they have is Hangman, and that's so sad. <laughs> Poor Hangman. He, like, he's a, he's really in a bad position here. And I would like to see um, an Elite and Dark Order final. I don't think it's going to happen. I think the House of Black is, like, being on the side with the Dark Order basically means that Dark Order is going to be gone. But I don't know. It's really interesting. And then introducing the Miro story with Miro accepting his like House of Black powers and going after the House of Black with his House of Black powers. Maybe that means the House of Black gets eliminated early from the tournament. Yeah, I thought that maybe Miro would cost the House of Black and that would be how Dark Order goes over because I don't think that the Dark Order go over any other way. I think the House of Black um, could take the loss here. Um, I think Dark Order needs it more, to be honest, so. Yeah, and Dark Order, for most of their AEW tenure, have kind of been, you know, a team that's credible because people like them and, you know, they're all very talented, but they've never been in a place where they could legitimately win the tag titles. Mm-hmm. And it would be interesting to see them make it to the finals of the trios tournament and face off against, presumably, the Elite. And the fact that they're on two different sides of the bracket makes me think that's going to happen, which I'm here for. But also, only if Hangman is on the side of the elite. Yeah, I think we we do get Hangman this week, and then because I don't know if the plan is still for Kenny to, um, you know, beat a match with the Bucks at All Out, but obviously that would be the final. So like maybe he gets injured or something or like it's taken out of the tournament and Kenny has to like step up and you know we'll see I don't know and I put out a poll you know I love my polls I put out a poll Mm -hmm. on Twitter this morning that was like is it Kenny Omega week because people thought it was last week people thought it was the week before it's been every every week on Twitter (laughs) like a month people have been it's Kenny Omega week but and a lot of people said yeah it's Kenny Omega week Kenny Omega is going to be the mystery opponent. But then 
you place Hangman in a weird spot because if it is, you know, the Elite versus the Dark Order in the final, like, how do we get Hangman back to the Elite without him screwing over the Dark Order? Like, that doesn't yeah, work. Yeah, because then that would be turning Hangman heel, and we don't need a heel Hangman when they're t- turning babyface. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and I think we have precedent of, you know, the Dark Order really pushing Hangman for the world title and supporting him and helping him get his confidence. I wouldn't be surprised if we get maybe early in Dynamite or on BTE, um, Evil Uno and Hangman really sitting down and Evil Uno being like, look, we can win the trios on our own. Like you, this is what you have to do. This is how you, your next step in your career and, you know, mending these bridges and rejoining the elite. Like that's where you belong. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think that would be, it'd be sad because the poor Dark Order and a lot of people on Twitter were speculating that they're going to break up the Dark Order, which I don't think so. Um, and, you know, the reasoning for this is people, you know, their contract expiring, Anna J leaving for JAS. But and that's another point. Why isn't JAS in this tournament? I don't know. But um, I don't know. With Negative One being a part of the Dark Order and you know, all the mystique and like the history there. I think the dark order is an AW thing forever. So I, I think, I don't think, I don't think we have to worry about them breaking up. No, I don't either. But to your point about JAS, um, I saw a lot of people mentioning the same thing about the Blackpool combat club. And I was almost wondering, like, I feel like none of those guys specifically in BCC could take a loss to be honest, like, I feel like if they were in the tournament, like, they would have to win the tournament. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, there's no way they lose. Yeah. <laughs> like, That's true. And, you know, I do hope that William Regal says something about them being, you know, them being left out of the tournament, them being, you know, yeah. snuffed, just like, because it's a, it to me, it just makes sense that every faction would be able to put forth their best members for a trios tournament instead of bringing in guys like Will Ospreay and Ozzy Open. And I guess the Trustbusters are now a, a Ring of Honor AW standard. I don't know. But I don't know. And JAS not being part of it is weird, be- to, like, specifically because the only member of JAS who is really involved in, like, a blood feud right now is Chris Jericho going into All Out. And the rest of the members are just kind of floating. Like, I guess Anna J and Ty Conti are involved in, you know, Sammy Guevara drama. But <laughs> I know. But anyway, but yeah, you have like like Hager's doing nothing. Mm-hmm. You have 2.0, they're not doing anything. Like, why I just don't understand why they're not doing anything going into all out. And I do think the build to all out has been great because um I think we're getting back to early AEW with very, very long stories that are drawn mm-hmm. out versus the last, you know, full gear revolution double or nothing this past year. Uh, where it was very much like rapid build right before the pay-per-views. I think Tony Khan's really toning it down. And I see a lot of people on Twitter saying the build has been bad. Like, you know, we're a couple weeks out from uh, All Out and we don't have a full card, which is fair. But I do think a lot of the stories for All Out are flushed out a lot more. And I think they're really taking their time with it. But JAS, as much as I don't like them, them not being in the trios tournament is just, absurd to me i agree i don't get it but 
<laughs> and it, that's not like the trios tournament. The field is great. Like there's House of Black, Dark Order, um, Andrade, and it's Roosh and Dragon Lee that's with them, right? Yeah. Uh, Death Triangles in there. There's lots of great teams in there. Oh, Best Friends, which Best Friends I could think I think could be a dark horse. I think they could go pretty far. Yeah. But I don't. I don't know. I think. Th- I think the obvious choice for the winner is the elite, but I don't know, man. Maybe Dark Order takes it. You think so? Well, I think I think if Kenny comes back, there's no way the elite. Plays. Oh yeah, there's no way. Can you imagine like ten pins Kenny Omega in the ring at All Out? No, no, I love that there. Look, people are already on our heads about the Hong Bucks thing. <laughs> I don't need this too. <laughs> listen, about the hung bucks, like I'm not gonna say that we were right, but like we started picking up on the seeds of the story like at the beginning of Tag Talk. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is a long, a long, long story they're telling here. And the culmination of it is the reunion of the elite. I just don't and I I kind of get why Hangman's like, I don't want to do this tournament with you. But also, it's, like, um, the Dark Order musical on BTE last week. Like, Hangman basically said, like, he was thinking about being the Young Bucks partner. So, I don't know. I think Trio's tournament is going to be great. I don't like that Will Ospreay not the opener here. I don't like that the Trustbusters got a spot over BCC or JAS. Um, But maybe that's just my personal preferences. I mean, you do have to have people in there who are a little bit newer or maybe, like, could put on a great match, but like no one, they're not going to like lose credibility. I don't know. But overall, I'd say it's a nine out of the 10 for the field simply because I think there are some, some missteps there. A few, <laughs> but, but it's good and there'll be good matches and I'm excited to see how gold. Yeah. So um, this week on Dynamite, we get the first matches of the tournament and it'll take us all the way to the finals at All Out. My early prediction for the final is um, House of Black and the Elite. Oh. Uh, I'm going Dark Order Elite. <laughs> oh, that'd be such a sad match. But then you have to, Dark Order over the House of Black early, too. I know, but I just feel like, I don't know. I feel like it could be either one, to be honest, but I'm going to go Dark Order. And speaking of Miro, not to, like, take us off topic, but... <laughs> Um, I was listening. I had dynamite in one ear. I was on vacation this week and I was in Chicago. I was with my sister and I had dynamite in one ear just in case Kenny Omega returned, of course. And I hear Miro talking to a woman and Julia Hart. He's like being mean to Julia Hart. And he's like, there's only one woman who's allowed to touch me. So are we getting Lana in AEW? Could we see her? I don't know. Maybe, maybe she comes in and costs, you know? Maybe that's maybe. maybe she costs the match. You know what? Yeah. Tune into Dynamite and we'll see. But also, before we move on from the trios tournament, we Haley and I are doing a bracket challenge. You can fill out your own bracket and participate. Um, you can go to my Twitter for the link to that. Uh, you you will need your Twitter account to do it. I'm very sorry, but it's and we have to validate it some way. So it's only one entry per person. So it's with your Twitter account. So sad, but. You can fill out your whole bracket, and at the end, you'll get a bracket um, with all your answers, and you can, you know, save it, print it, 
do whatever you want with it. But if you'd like to participate in that, go to my Twitter account or Haley. She shared it. Uh, and just click the link and fill it out. It's going to be a lot of fun. And if you get 100%, I'll get you a prize. I don't know what the prize is yet. We'll figure it out. I don't think anyone's going to get 100%. But if you, somehow you do. Then you deserve a prize. <laughs> you deserve a prize. And I'll get, I'll get you a damn prize. <laughs> but in other big tag team news this week, we had GCW last night because we're filming this Sunday morning. So, Haley, you mentioned that you watched this all night. I am, you know, a bad sport. I didn't stay up and watch it. I watched some clips this morning. But I need Haley as our GCW expert. I need your response to. I love how you call me the GCW expert. Like, listen, listen, you are. <laughs> I'm not, but thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, so yeah, the match was Los Macisos versus the Briscoes last night um, for the tag titles, and it was a great match. I think that everybody should definitely go check that out. Um, but yeah, it was Homecoming Part 1. It was great. Um, I didn't expect the Briscoes to win here. Uh, Los Macisos previously held the titles. They're the longest reigning GCW Tag Champions. And I definitely thought we were going to get a very long reign. Not like, I don't even know how many days. It's, it was only a few weeks. Um, but yes, we have new GCW Tag Champions, the Briscoes. After the match, uh, SGC came out and they're setting up a triple threat match at um art of war games in chicago which will be interesting (laughs) um i have a lot of thoughts on this um mainly because like listen at the end of um death before dishonor tony khan confirmed that the briscoes were signed to roh Mm -hmm. And now here they are in GCW. They're apparently still, you know, powerhouses in GCW like they were before. And I'm conflicted about this, mainly because my main criticism of GCW in the last year, year and a half, is that it's getting away from, like, what made GCW popular, and it's doing what they think, like, casuals like casual indie fans if that's a thing what they want and as much as i've loved mox as you know in gcw gcw champion all the matches he had he's you know an example of that of gcw really like looking at their mainstays or like their you know historically great talent and just doing weird booking of things to try and get attention to try and increase viewership i don't know And this to me is something like that. Like, I don't think, I think the Briscoes are great. And I think they've been great in GCW. But this is an absurd situation to me. I don't understand why it happened. And now it makes Los Macisos winning the titles a few weeks ago seem pointless, meaningless, and an unnecessary loss for the chance for Effie and Allie. Like, I just don't understand what's going on here. Like, I understood why Los Macisos had to win the titles to begin with. Um, Not that they're seemingly back in the U.S., you know, that whole situation was figured out. But I I don't understand why they took the loss here. Um, At first, I thought, like, maybe it was an accident. Like, the ref was a little, you know, uh, I don't don't know. We, We have this triple threat now. I'm like, 
are the Briscoes going to stay champs? Do Are we just flip-flopping the titles? Like, what's going on here? Yeah, and now, and I think back to, you know, FTR versus the Briscoes, too, when, you know, everyone thought the Briscoes were going to win. And now I'm like, well, did they lose because they were going to go do this in GCW? Like, and the, the relationship between Ring of Honor and GCW is so weird, and I'm not sure I want that. Yeah, and, you know, the, not to get off topic, but there were, you know, Blake Christian came out last night and was cutting a promo, and it was it was very odd. He said some very odd things and alluded to him not being around in GCW as much anymore. Um, obviously, there are reports that he is on a deal with AEW slash Ring of Honor now. Um, very odd. <laughs> Just very odd situation, these two things. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think GCW is in, like, a weird, weird place. Like, this year, GCW has just been, like, one weird incident after another weird incident, like, over and over again. Like, nonsensical booking, you know, repeated matches, like, stories that are just tossed aside for seemingly no reason. And I'm looking at this promotion and it looks nothing like what it looks like when I fell in love with GCW. And I was talking to Haley yesterday. I totally forgot it was homecoming weekend. Like there was nothing on this card that made me, you know, remember that it's homecoming weekend. And, you know, Mox and Effie, that's a big match. And I've heard, you know, good things about it. But it's like, I don't know. There's nothing original about this anymore. And not to be like that person. But, you know, Brett Lauderdale hanging around with WWE makes a lot more sense now with this is how he's going to book GCW. <laughs> um, I, I I really enjoyed the show as a whole. I, mm-hmm. I thought it was good. Um, but I definitely see where you're coming from. I think there's parts of GCW that are still very strong and very great. Notably, um, you know, the deathmatch side of GCW, yeah. which a lot of, you know, GCW fans... Uh, love and support but I think that there are other aspects that need a little work and you know the tag titles are a little suspicious uh you know we don't get a ton of women's matches that's a whole other thing um you know (laughs) no no you're definitely right it's like the like the big focus of GCW is like the men's singles titles yeah and specifically like the GCW, you know, world title of Mox and Matt Cardona in the last year and like these big star names. But I don't know. I hope GCW gets its act together. Maybe the Briscoes are going to get a long reign and we can get some more like stability back in the division. That would be nice. Um, I do think SGC deserves the titles more, which if if SGC does win, then we, we're back to where we were with flip-flop of the title. So it's like, oh, like we're in a bad place now. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I just think it's weird. The tag team scene in GCW is, you know, not doing it for me. They're in a definitely in a valley, not a peak. But Well, and two, I, I want to say, because Homecoming Part 2 is later today uh, when we're filming. Um, Los Macisos are scheduled to be in a match with uh, Murdoch and Cologne, I think, for the titles. So how does that work? Is it just a standard match now? <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> um, 
I have no idea. And maybe, maybe it was a last minute decision. And they, you know, That's they had- I'm like, I don't know if that was supposed to happen, but it happened. So I don't know. And now here we are. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Um, may, like, maybe it was an accident. Maybe it was a last minute thing. Like something happened and they were like, we got to get the belt off them just in case. Like maybe there was an emergency or something. I don't know. Regardless, GCW, we need to have a chat. Me and you, let's sit down. <laughs> we need to have a chat because, goodness. Oh man, I don't know. I think in you know all of tag team wrestling and like the in all of North American wrestling, it's in a weird place. I don't think anyone is doing tag team wrestling, you know, good. Or no, I shouldn't say good. I should say excellent because AW does good tag team wrestling all the time. I don't know. I think the AW Trio Tournament is going to be great. I think it'll bring some life into it. Um, I have no hope for WWE ever. And GCW, don't know what they're doing. Listen, they're they're. <laughs> Kylie used to love GCW, by the way. Um, yeah, like she was a very big fan of GCW. Um, but <laughs> you know, this year <laughs> it was like I was so in love. I was so in love, and like up to Hammerstein, I was like, you know, this is very very weird. But like, I'm gonna have faith. You know, trust the process. Like, let it play out. All the cliches. And then it was Hammerstein, and I was like, oh, I actually, like, don't like this anymore. Um, and I gave a couple shows, of, you know, some time, but it was like, oh, everything I love is gone. Yeah. And, and you it's replaced Atlanta. with Jeff Jarrett. You went to Atlanta in March? I did. That was I did. I went to Atlanta in March, and that was a good show. But the best part of it was the women's match. And it's crazy because the crowd was hottest for the women's match. And, you know, the SGC tag match at the end because, you know, SGC, crazy spots, all the things. But, yeah, GCW, I don't know, not listening to the audience, I guess. Maybe that's the conclusion. <laughs> what? Listen, I'm not going to sugarcoat things. And if Brett Lauderdale happens to see this and he takes issue with it, like, we can sit down and chat. Like. Listen, like I've said before, bullying, not really bullying, constructive criticism works. Yes, I do think um, it's important to talk about the bad parts of promotions, even if you love them. Because yeah. if, you don't ha- if you don't give attention to the bad, then the bad just gets worse and worse and worse. And then all of a sudden you end up with a bad promotion like the WWE. Yeah. That's it. And so some people are going to comment. I know they are. She hates WWE. Why does she talk so much about WWE? I don't hate WWE. Make it an AEW show if you're just going to hate on WWE. We get that every week. And I need you guys to understand, we don't hate WWE. We are just no, frustrated. We both keep up. Like, I, we watch pay-per-views. Like, I watch shows. Like, we don't hate them. We're just being critical. And it's not our fault that nine times out of ten it's bad. It's not our fault that we have more to critique with WWE than any other promotion in the West. I'm sorry. That's just how it is. And I do love WWE. I want them to succeed, especially because a lot of wrestlers I love are in the WWE now. So it's not hate to say that WWE's product overall is subpar compared to their competition. And when so, you're the biggest company in the world, you know, you got to step up. But anyways. And, and um, not to go into ratings talk, because I hate talking about ratings and business, because I'm a wrestling fan, not a business fan. But... Uh, if, if WWE succeeds, everyone succeeds. I said it last week. I'll say it this time. 
And for that reason, I'm never, ever, ever going to stop talking about WWE because if WWE gets attention and, you know, positive attention for the good things they do, then everyone is better overall. That's my piece on it. But should we transition into viewer questions? Yes. We got some, we got a few good ones. Yes. Uh, I mean, they kind of tie into what we've been talking about. So anyway. Our first question comes from Don Becker. Which championship should FTR go after next, AEW or GCW? <laughs> so Haley, before we went live, Haley had a point about this. So I'm going to let Haley talk about it. So my answer before the events of Homecoming last night were, well, obviously they need to go for the AEW titles. Uh, you know, the story is there. It's mm-hmm. organic whatever. But then the Briscoes won GCW titles, and I was like, listen, FTR and the Briscoes, they put on amazing matches. You know, both of their matches in Ring of Honor, so great. And I was like, you know what? This, and the GCW fans are gonna get so mad at me for saying this. (laughs) But I, I I would love to see them uh, compete in GCW and win the title. Listen, I'm gonna get hit for that. I don't care. I know they're gonna come for you. And FTR doesn't, you know, feel like the natural fit into GCW. Like they don't. It seems like night and day. But but I would love to see how they would work a match in GCW. (laughs) And it does feel like the natural progression of the feud to be in, in a promotion where you can be like super violent and super hardcore in a way you probably couldn't do in Ring of Honor. Because um, the Ring of Honor is like a different culture, different rules, things like that. Or even on so, AEW TV, like yeah. So it does feel like the natural progression of the rivalry. Uh, I just, I just don't want the next match so soon. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm like uh, we we can cool off a little bit on this and like really build it up. Um, if the Briscoe stay champs, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would love to see it, and I. I think the next challengers for the AW tag titles is the Acclaimed. I think it's going to be the Acclaimed versus Swerve in Our Glory. Just because the Acclaimed, are, they're getting big wins, big matches on TV. People love them. It's so, about time. Yeah. yeah they, they need their titles. They need their title shot, especially when Bowens came back from injury and it was like a surprise return from injury. Like, the ball got rolling then. And I think that match would be excellent. Um, but after that, I guess you could do FTR. But I don't know. The idea of, you know, FTR showing up at GCW is interesting. Like, I don't even know what show they would put them on. Like, <laughs> I have no idea. But, and two, um, some things happened with Mox's entrance at Homecoming last night. You know, there were some, it's a big GCW show, you know, people drink, it happens. Um, so... I would I would be kind of scared seeing FTR in that environment just because of the fans, but like I think it'll it remind it'll be like uh when FTR went to Mexico to defend the AAA titles and they were getting like harassed by the crowd. Like it was so bad. And poor Vicky like was their manager for that match. And they're getting like they're getting slapped, they're getting grabbed, people are yelling at them, like spitting. It was crazy. They are hated in Mexico. And like, it'd be the same thing in GCW. Like, it, I don't it think really it, would. Like, Gee, I don't think GCW brutal. 
like FTR and like everything they stand for with wrestling and you know like their their whole gimmick their whole thing is at odds with everything GCW is like you think about some of the wacky stuff that happens in GCW and like deathmatch stuff aside like everything else just just insane and FTR like they don't vibe with that so if these I'm I'd be scared they need bodyguards if they do. And listen, I would love to see them go through, like, a pane of glass or, like, you know, like, gusset plates, like, something. Like, I need, like, hardcore. Like, I just want to see FTR, like, take, like, a bump. Like, a bad bump. Because like, you don't listen, get that in Ring of Honor or AEW, so I just want to see it one time. And you know what? Like, FTR is doing this whole thing where they're building their legacy. They're on tour to build their legacy and blah, blah, blah. Like, you you want to build your legacy? Prove you can hang in this environment. Yes, yeah, because GCW fans are brutal. Like, if they don't like you, they don't like you. And it most of the time, like, unless you're doing, like, hardcore stuff, like, you got to earn your stripes with them, with the crowd. Yeah. So the only way that I think that they would be able to is, you know, something, something deathmatchy. <laughs> Listen, you have me convinced. Like, now I want to see it. It'd be so crazy. It would. And the tubes. Imagine FTR getting hit with like. <laughs> Imagine Cash Wheeler like picks up a tube and he's like, what do I do with this? And it's just like a lightsaber fight with Jay Bristol. I want it so bad now. They go I from fight, they go from fight like a little girl to Nick Gage mode. <laughs> like, it's fight so like great. Nick Gage. Fight like Nick Gage. It'd be so great. Listen, listen, oh, and oh my goodness, you know what that also brings up for me? Wardlow and GCW, powerbombs <laughs> through glass. Oh man. Listen, all the GCW, let's do it. All of them. <laughs> I feel like Tony's phasing out a lot of like AEW talent in GCW and, you know, GCW fans are kind of fed up. With uh, people in AEW coming to their promotion, but just give me FTR one time. Listen, GCW fans, you cannot tell me that this wouldn't be an incredible spectacle <laughs> to see to see Dax Harwood, like this prim proper man who just like drinks tequila and wears suits. You can swing a light tube. That'd be great. You can't tell me you wouldn't be down for that. Yeah, I mean, and even if they would be like, oh, like nobody wants to see that, you would be watching. Don't even start. You would watch. And you would all watch it, and you would get in your little group chats, and you'd be like, FTR is so hardcore. You know it would happen. It would. I know people that would do that. Listen, and if they if they want to cancel us for saying that, they can cancel us for saying that, but FTR, GCW, against the Briscoes, against anyone, would be excellent. And you know what? FTR versus Bussy in GCW Five stars in the Observer. I'm telling you right now, I'm predicting it. It'd get five stars. Dave Meltzer would salivate for it. <laughs> he really would. If they didn't lose the titles, imagine the triple threat with the Bussy, FTR, and the Briscoe. Brett Lauderdale, if you're watching this, um, just, we're just giving you matches for free. I would, so I would do that show. We're giving you so much content right now. <laughs> you're so welcome, Brett. I am so convinced now that we need to start the FTR to GCW movement. Um, I'm going to start a hashtag and we'll take it from there.
If we can do the Hungbucks revolution, we can do this. Listen, this is our next step in our evolution. <laughs> We're just taking over tag team wrestling. Listen, I, until someone trusts us with the books and we can book our own division. This is our next step. And, you know, FTR to GCW. Hashtag it. Tweet it. So we have one more question because we wanted to spend a lot of time on these questions. Um, it comes from Morgan. What are your thoughts on AW doing mixed tag titles or a tournament? So, I have to collect my thoughts here for a second. So, I'm not opposed to mixed tag titles or a tournament or anything like that, as long as it's intergender. I think where, you know, mixed match, match challenge in WWE goes wrong a lot of the time is that it's, a, you know, men fight the men and women fight the women. And it makes the flow of the match, like, so chunky and not fun. And you get no team cohesiveness, really, because you the teams would be breaking the rules by doing that. But in intergender, you can have, like, that free-flowing, you know, element of it in tag team wrestling. And the teamwork, the collaboration, the, you know, double moves, all that stuff, you would get that. Um, in AW, I'm not sure how many mixed teams you have, like, already set up and available. Like, you know, Ty and Sammy, uh, Dante and Sky Blue, uh, someone in Julia Hart, um, you know, Chris Statlinger's out on injury, Kurt Baker and Tony Schiavone, like, we could do that. <laughs> I mean, you could do Britt and Adam, I guess. I don't know if you'd want to put Adam in something like that, though. Is it? No. <laughs> Why not? Um, and it's not that I'm opposed to it. It's just that I don't, for one, I don't think AW needs any more titles. I think we're, we're, we reached the threshold and we're past it now, especially with men's singles titles. Like, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. Um, I just, there, my two main concerns are one, I don't know how many natural, you know, tag teams there are instead of, you know, just shoving people together. And two, I don't think it would be good for the women, you know, such a small division to have so many of them sequestered in mixed tag when, you know, the women's division is kind of, you know, in a turbulent period with injuries and all that sort of stuff that's happened in the last year. So those are my main two, you know, criticisms and worries. But, like, I'd be here for it. If they announced it and they were like, we're going to do this tournament heading into full gear or heading into revolution or whatever – and it's going to be intergender, and TNT's, like, A-okay with it, I'd be here for it. I guess for me, like, I feel like if they introduce any titles now, it would have to be, like, women's tag titles. Mm-hmm. But their women's division is just not there yet, so they can't even do that. So <laughs> I think if they were to do that, like, that would be way down the line. I would love to see it. Like you said, it would definitely have to be intergender. Um but, you know, there's definitely an audience for it, especially, um, you know, some things that have happened in WWE, like Rhea, you know, and Dom, that whole dynamic. Mm-hmm. I love that. And fans, like, were salivating for that probably because it's Rhea Ripley. But, you know, people loved that, love yeah. that dynamic. And I think I think AEW is, if any promotion is going to, like, big uh, time promotion is going to do it, I think it would be AEW, but not now. Yeah, um, maybe in the future, because, you know, we did on the Jericho Cruise, we did get that Kenny Omega, Riho versus uh, Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford match. And that was a star making performance for Penelope Ford. And you never got to see it because 
you know, TV rules and everything. But Penelope Ford and Kenny Omega working together, it was excellent. And if that had been on TV, it would have set Penelope Ford up to be a women's world champion. Like, flat out. Like, if all of you should go back and watch that match, even if you've seen it, because Penelope Ford really shines. It's one of my um, favorite AEW matches ever. Yeah, it was really good. And, you know, a lot of that, you know, Kenny Omega, he's really good about getting the most out of people. But Penelope Ford is a lot better than, you know, she's been presented as. And when she's in the ring with great, you know, all-time great workers like Kenny Omega, um, she really does shine. And that was a great performance for her. And it sucks that we didn't get to see it. And so if AEW did have an intergender division or intergender, like, precedent for TV or something like that, that would have been a lot of fun. But the issue is that, like, there's such a stigma against it because it's, like, men hitting women. And, like, I understand. I I get where the concern comes from. And I do think there are a lot of viewers who maybe don't want to see that because of their own trauma, their own relationship with, you know, things like that. But I also think that <clears throat> making – how do I phrase this delicately – I also think that intergender wrestling is special in that way. And I think um, it sort of devalues women's athletes to say like, oh, you could never, ever, ever realistically compete with this man. And that's what, what a lot of people say when they critique intergender wrestling. It's not realistic. Like I can't, you know, I can't suspend my belief in like all the things. But that's like insulting. You know what I mean? Like, who's to say that a woman can't beat a man's ass, you know? Yeah. Like, like just acting like women are these, like, delicate beings, especially in wrestling, when women have so much to prove. I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that part of it. Like, I understand, you know, people who may be uncomfortable, like you said, because of their own traumas and experiences. Like, that's totally understandable. But just yeah. the misogyny of it? No, I'm not here for that. Yeah. And it's... um it's entirely realistic. And I think a lot of people who say that don't really have an understanding of how, you know, real martial arts works. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'm not saying this to be like pretentious or anything, but there's a lot of things that factor into, you know, grappling or, you know, striking martial arts, whatever, instead of just like brute strength. Mm -hmm. And you do see that with wrestlers. Like when you have like a small guy and a big guy in a match, you get to see that. But it's like getting over the, you know, getting people to get over the their issues with gender. Um, that's really where we are. And making people realize that, you know, these women talent, they aren't at a disadvantage just because they're women. And like, it doesn't make it not realistic for them to get offense in just because they're women. And I'm not saying that if you, if you, you know, subscribe to those beliefs that you're like an idiot or anything like that. I just think... Um, there's a lot of misinformation and, you know, the narrative crafted around intergender wrestling is not necessarily accurate or based in, like, the reality of combat sports. You know, it's kind of the same with, like, and not to get off topic, but, like, deathmatch wrestling, too. I feel like deathmatch wrestling and intergender wrestling um, kind of go hand in hand in that way. And I think that there are a lot of performers and people out there that are trying to break that stigma and they're doing it very well, you know. The Kirks, for example, um, they put on great matches on the indies. But, yeah, I think it's something that we definitely, as society, need to get over. Yeah. Um, and I do think AW could lead lead the charge in that. I don't know. Uh, I do think 
adding in some intergender matches, if not a tournament or titles or like a whole division, just adding in some, I think would really do a lot because like I said, Penelope before shined against Kenny Omega. Like, she, like Kenny Omega does what he does for all the male talent. And it wasn't any different for her just because she's a woman. Like she did amazingly. And um, I still think we should have gotten Kenny Omega versus Nyla Rose um, at Tony Khan. Why didn't we ever get that match? Listen, if anybody in AEW could get inter- intergender wrestling over, it would be Kenny. Like yeah. he'd be so down for that. I mean, even the Bucks too, like they've done stuff. Um, Notably, their spot with Candice LeRae. Like, come on. Yeah. And I just think, you know, it's intergender. It's popular on the indies. It's just about getting it on TV and not attracting the negative attention of misogynists. That's where we're at. Um, I don't think we're there yet where we could have it on TV like every week and it'd be fine. Um, There's too many people who are against it. But maybe in the future. I don't know. That's my thoughts on it. I agree. So that's all we have for you guys this week. Thank you for joining us for Tag Talk 10. Can't believe we've had 10 episodes of Tag Talk. This was a lot of fun to do. I'm so glad we started doing this show. Um, And what? Kylie, are you frozen? Oh, no. Are you frozen? Did, did we lose Haley? Oh, we, no. Oh, you're back. You're back. What was that? You were gone, too. What was that? I don't know. But do you want to do your plugs before Listen, something bad happens? The misogynists are coming for us. They're trying Listen, to back. silence us. <laughs> um, um, do you want to do your plugs? Yeah, you, you guys can follow me on Twitter right there. Um, see everything that I'm doing. I don't have any other plugs. That was, that was it. Uh. You can follow me on Twitter at Fuller underscore Kylie. I post everything I'm doing there. You can see both of us every um, Sunday at 5 p.m. on Fightful Overbooked uh, for Tech Talk. You can see me every Monday at 3 on Body Slam Net for Code of Honor podcast talking about Ring of Honor. There's no episode this week because Kyle's traveling and I was traveling this week and it just didn't work out that way. But normally Monday's at 3. Um, you can go to my Twitter to do your um, trio tournament bracket. Uh, join in on the fun. Um, also go follow at romantic wrestle on Twitter. That is our new sort of venture. Uh, we're talking about stories and wrestling. We have some things coming up, some new people joining the team. So go follow that on Twitter to keep track of that. Um, subscribe to fightful Overbooked. like this video, comment below, let us know your thoughts on the trios on intergender wrestling on all the things, uh, just comment below and go check out the other content on fightful Overbooked. Did I hit all the plugs? I think I hit all the plugs. Oh. Um, also, because you brought up romanticized wrestling, go check out our first episode. Kylie and I did a whole like deep dive on the Hungwaks and their story so far. So definitely go check that out. Um, it's up on YouTube. You can find it on our Twitters or the Romanticized Wrestling Twitter. Yeah, so go to at Romantic Wrestle on Twitter for that. I think that covers everything. Thank you for joining us for Tag Talk 10. And thank you for being here for us for 10 entire weeks. We are so grateful for all of you. And we'll see you next. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands. And are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.